that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where, baby? How y'all making the sleeping? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast Podcast while I'm talking out my ask with Louisiana radio legend Robert Mitchell, the real Robert Mitchell, member of the Louisiana Broadcasters Hall of Fame. And we're just talking about, you know, what was it like in the old days doing radio? And unfortunately, we spent a big chunk of time talking about his relationship with, uh, with Vinny who uh, was convicted of murdering his wife and died in prison. But we still had a classy, fun conversation, and that's coming up right after this here on the Spudcast Podcast, talking out my ass with Robin Mitchell. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Well, it finally looks like we're going to be spared the COVID lockdown this summer. Of course, there's other medical needs besides the big cootie sprains, breaks, stitches, pink eye, bug bites, sunburn. Some of these can be diagnosed and treated over the phone with telemed. But whatever your malady, Rapid Urgent Care is open 365, even on holidays, ready to treat you quickly and professionally. Whether you're on the North Shore or the South Shore, summertime bobos don't stand a chance at Rapid Urgent Care. Just go to rapidurgentcare.com for the address and number of the clinic nearest you. Okay, so we're talking to the real Robert Mitchell, who is better known as Bob Mitchell, because there was a fake Robert Mitchell way in the back, and everybody thought it was a movie star, but it turned out to be the real Robert Mitchell, who is a radio star, who is a member of the Louisiana Broadcasters Hall of Fame, which I will never be in, and uh, he's joining me tonight. How's it going there, Bad Bob? How you been? It's uh, going great, and if you'd like to know how the moniker, the real Robert Mitchell, got started. Uh, I had just gone to WTIX, mm-hmm. and uh, the program director uh, was before me on the air, and his name was Buzz Bennett. And he said, uh, coming up next, uh, I, I couldn't use Bob Mitchell because they had a Bob Foster on the air, and they didn't want two Bobs. So he said, "So they said, well, do you mind using Robert? No, that's fine. So coming up next, Robert Mitchell, the real Robert Mitchell. Well, he did that a couple of days in a row. Next thing you know... <laughs> People are calling the radio station saying, hey, is somebody trying to steal his name? Is there another Robert Mitchell on the air? And at that point, he looked at me and he said, you are now the real Robert Mitchell. And and it was radio was crazy in those days. Yeah, it was fun. Uh It was a lot of fun. I mean, I wasn't on, but you could tell. I mean, I'm from Gonzales. 
and we used to have uh, uh, the morning crew there, this guy named uh, Jim Nasium, which is and he talked like this, but he was they were incredibly popular, you know, and uh, and uh, they were, I mean, they were just, you know, radio was a whole lot of fun back then. It was fun when I did it. I ain't been on for a while, but you know what? A lot of people think I was on the air for like 20, 30 years. No, I mean, all together, I was on from 2004 to 2015 and then from 2019 to 2020 and that was it the, the early days of radio I, I am so blessed because i worked in the early days of radio and was able to play all the great 50s 60s 70s music mm. and then as it start fading out uh i went over to, uh, to to another station but scrud i had some great times in radio and you you can't the things that we did you can't do that you just can't we did some crazy things. Yeah, but now they just do cruel and crass things, you know. You'd be better off going back to the crazy stuff, you know. Oh, I, mean, I think so, You sit yeah. here and you listen to things like, oh, my God, uh, Dr. Seuss, oh, my God, we got to cut him out while, you know, people are, singers are now talking about their coochie-coo and all the rest of that uh, stuff. Yeah, it's like, well, you. I think the priorities are screwed. Right, and it's it's so difficult now, uh, especially in talk radio, where I ended up, is now you have to be careful of every word you say. Everything you say is going to offend someone. So uh, I'm, I am off the air for good, unless if you hear me on the air one day and it says the, the real Robert Mitchell is back, here's what you can know, Spud, that somebody from the radio station came to my house with a dump truck full of $100 bills and put them on my lawn. I'll give you something when that yeah, happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell, they can come into my house with a dump truck full of twenties. You know? <laughs> if it's a whole, if it's a big dump truck, not yeah. a Tonka, you right. know, not a I little, you. not a little Tonka. I mean, it's got to be a real one, uh -huh. like Jefferson Parish written on the side, because yeah. I know how slow they drive. So, uh, see what, what what happened is that with, when uh, back in the uh, the sixties and the early seventies, they didn't have all these radio stations, so we were a top 40 radio station and we played we played everything from uh, uh patsy klein to toronto and taisha to elvis I'm, when i look back on some of my old playlists i think my god but it was a variety and they you, you didn't have one country station one hard rock station one and and so as a um, as a radio station you could serve everybody and it was great i really yeah. loved it well that's, music was great back then I mean, when, when Mike Weldon, God rest his soul, when he and I were on KKND together, we're playing oldies. Yeah. And it was like, you know, we had a bunch of but, stuff in there. We wanted to go, like, to the late 60s. But he said, no, you're, you know, cutoff date is 74. But even then, you go back and so listen. Great tunes in the 80s. Great tunes well, in the early 90s. And nowadays, it's kind of like, I don't know, man. It's, well, you know who the best tunes are from nowadays are people who are, like, doing retro stuff, like Booboy right. and people like that. Okay. Is this going to happen sometime in the future? Because I feel the same way about the music. Everybody feels like the people who love 80s, oh, that's the best era. Do you do you think 20, 30 years from now, with some of this rap music, oh, man, that was such a great time. Listen how good those old rap songs. Which I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't I, know I, because I don't li I don't listen to rap. It doesn't, it doesn't speak to no. me. There are a few rap tunes. I like some of Will Smith's early stuff. Of course, I like Sir Mix a lot. I like Big Butts and I cannot lie. Who doesn't like that song? Because that's just fun. 
But they got too many yeah. songs about killing meh, 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 and the N word and kill and murder everybody. And it's like calling my women bitches and hoes. And I'm going, and the, there's nothing, there's nothing classy and, about that. No. You know, and, and, and I'll the, tell you the truth. I heard, I can't remember the name of the band. It was a heavy metal band in the 90s. And I heard them uh, being interviewed like around 2012 or something like that. And they were complaining because they they were getting pushed aside by all kinds of things. They go, hey, man, we're going to be like the classic music of the future. I'm going, I don't know who the hell you are right now. You know? Lyric-wise, this is how bad things have changed. Uh, I remember, mm, I don't even know, the year 1962 or something like that, um, Jimmy Dean Hmm. recorded a song called Big Bad John. Yeah. Okay, and at, at the end of the song, it says at the bottom of this mind lies a big, big man. Originally, it said at the bottom of this mind lies a hell of a big man, and stations wouldn't play it. They had to, they had to go in and change the ending because at that time you couldn't say hell, you couldn't say you couldn't say any of that on the yeah, air. Yeah, you couldn't now, say God or Jesus. You know, you couldn't yeah. say hell, you couldn't say any of that stuff unless you were like a religious station. Right. You know. That's, I know Jimmy Dean got so depressed he had to go out and invent sausage. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Pat Boone recorded a like 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 Iron Maiden tone. He did like covers of of uh, heavy oh, metal things. Yeah, 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 his, yeah you know, right. He still had his white buck shoes on, but he was wearing like a a vest and just rocking out with that perfect hair. <laughs> Going, dude, Pat, just you know, it's time to ride the laurels, dude. You know, really wow. is. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Well, I've always done talk though. I didn't until until Weldon and I were on KKND. I I never did a, I never did music. I went to music station. I like to listen to music on the radio, but I didn't, you know. Well, I mean, we would talk for eight minutes at the top of the hour, play some music in some spots, talk for eight minutes at the bottom of the hour, and we would have clients call up going, "Why don't y'all talk more?" Because this ain't <laughs> this is this ain't the Spud radio station. That's why. If I owned the station, well, I'd be talking. Well. I, I, up until I went to WWL, my, my background, of course, was music. But doing the morning show, you 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 did more talk than anything else. So you would you would talk about the, play a couple of records where mm-hmm. once uh, once the midday uh, started, then it was like ten in a row and, and, and yeah. very little personality. Well, that's because you know the people with personality had already burned out at 10 o'clock. <laughs> so like, right. I'm tired, man. Come on. I had to get up early for this. I'm beat. I've, I've well, burned up my personality. I, I spent most of my life getting up at 3.15 in the morning because you, mm-hmm. you, you had to go to the station, get all your prep stuff lined up. But, you know, I, even for a long time after, I'd, I'd wake up automatically. Now, Sometimes I don't go to bed. I binge watch TV at night and go to bed two or three o'clock in the morning. Get up at ten o'clock and that's great. Love it. Yeah. Sometimes I go to bed at eleven o'clock and wake up at ten o'clock. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Except I ain't making any money when I do that kind of stuff. Let me ask yeah. you this, man. Exactly how long were you in radio? Now, are you talking about total Korea total or career. New Orleans radio? Total Korea. Total Korea. In the year 1960, a 17-year-old kid got in the radio. By I would make tapes and stuff like that, and a couple of people at Tix and NOE were, were helping me out. I'd bring them tapes, and they would listen to it. And I was going to go to, uh, to college, 
for, you know, whatever. And they said, spend those four years working in small town radio. Keep working yourself up and it will benefit you a lot more than any type of a, a program or a courses you take in college. And that's what I did. 17 years old, left home uh, uh, for my, a job in White Castle, Louisiana. I know exactly where that's at. Right. And lived at the transmitter site. And uh, the only way I could take a, <laughs> a shower is to go to the owner's house who was next door to it and take a shower there. But I was in radio, man, and, and I loved mm-hmm. it. I, I, I spent, let's see, uh, maybe four years. I can't remember exactly what. Uh, I can't remember when when I came back, but um, I, I know I started at Tex, I think, in 66, so I can't even add that high. It's, it's been, what, 50 years, maybe longer? Well, let's see if you started in 1960. When did you end? Because I know you basically retired, but they kept bringing you back to WWL for a while. Right, so right. when did they this, quit bringing you back? This year. This year? This year. So 1960 to 2021. Right. I'd I'd say that's uh, more than fifty <laughs> years. I'd say that's I'd say, sixty sixty one yeah, years in radio. That's a that's a decent career, and for me, for me, to, because as a kid, as a young kid, you know, I wanted to work for one of the two rock stations, either Tix or uh, Noe, and I, I wanted to come back, and you know, I didn't want to just be a radio guy. I wanted to actually one day grow up and be program director. And my buddy, uh, uh, Steve Suter, who works over at, uh, yeah. at Intercom, he said, he said, do you realize how lucky you are? He said, almost your entire career and all your success was in your hometown. And that's, that's, uh, that's what, that's what really made it good for me. Yeah. Cause you, you know, like you and I, we, uh, we know New Orleans and that, that, that's a big, big uh, a oh, bundle. Yeah. When you're not working. having to yeah. move around, yeah, to make a big difference. And then, unless you like all of a sudden are on the outs, when I don't, you know, I uh, got to step away for a second. When we come back, the real Robert Mitchell will tell us some cool stories about some of the cool stuff they did. And we might, I'm afraid, I'm going to have to touch on Vinny, uh, but just a little right. bit. Because, I mean, right. that was just, that was a very weird thing, you know, t- in the last third of your career. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's the Spudcast talking out my ass with the real Robert Mitchell back right after this. Getting older and feeling your age? Low energy, no motivation, putting on the pounds? Maybe age isn't the culprit. Maybe the sad truth is you have low testosterone. Well, don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic at the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic. Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you. With proper testing, diagnosis, and testosterone replacement therapy, you'll be on your way to becoming your old self again. Or better yet, your new self again. Go to mopeclinic.com, M-O-P-E clinic.com, or call 504-322-3888 to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier you. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222, and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? 
I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. And we're back talking to Bob, the real Robert Mitchell. On uh, this podcast, podcast, I'm talking about ask 60 plus years in radio. What a gig. And now you just stay up late and watch TV and eat too much crap and sleep till noon. That's it. What a, that's it. That's it. That's it. How many, how many different, okay, so you started out playing music. You ended up in talk radio. Um, I mean, how many different stations did you work at, man? Like 20? You mean, you mean here in New Orleans? Well, I mean, you did your whole career practically in the New Orleans well, area. Well, actually, I I came here. There was a, a, a daytime station. I think it was nine ninety uh, WNNR, and uh, I, I I had actually lost my job in in Jacksonville because the owner and I got into a big argument. But anyway, so I I accepted that job, and you know I really wanted to go to Tix, and then eventually I got a phone call from Tix, and I went there, and I was there, I guess seventeen years, and then. Um, Stores Broadcasting sold the station, uh, and uh, Ed Muniz has been, been wanting to hire me for a couple of years. So uh, he calls me and he says, "Well, now that your station has been sold, you want to come to work for me?" So that that's when I and that's when AM Music Radio was starting to really slide down, and FM Music was coming up, mm-hmm. and we put and we put uh, 105.3 on the air, and, and let's see, I was there until uh, I'm trying to see. I, I, I guess it's somewhere in there. Uh, he, he owned the second station. Uh, I think it was Mix ninety four point. Well, so I so I was still working for the same company, but I moved over to the oldie station, and you know that that's where I worked. I eventually got uh, paired up with uh, Vinny, and then I was I came I came to work one day, and uh, I, I, I see the program director. I see the uh, operation director. What in the world is this? Mm. And I, I will still remember this because I I, I was doing okay money wise on, on on cools, especially with the with commercials. They said he says I got some great news for you, Bob. What's that? He said, starting tonight, you and Vinny are going to be on WWL. What? Wait, wait, wait! Would you would you run that by me again? Yeah, so right. they decided that they wanted um, Cool to be uh, WWL FM. So they wanted an FM and an AM. So right. that's when that's when we got moved to uh, WWL. Yeah, and but y'all still for a while still worked at that same studio. Or did y'all move to the big one? Uh, we mean yeah. what? After yeah, as long as long as we were working at Cool with the music, then we stayed in in, in our studio. When we went over to WWL, then we were in the. the I was the, the gone by then. Yeah, I mean not gone. I was yeah. like out of there. I would show up. I mean, I dropped my kids at school. Uh, my show was from, uh, well, it started out being 9 to 11, then it moved over, and then they pushed me from 1 to 4. Yeah. But I was still gone. I mean, I would right. I would drop my kids at school, do all the prep work, you know, do my yeah. show, and then run out of there and go pick my kids up from school. So yeah. by the time you guys showed up, I was already out the studio. So, I mean, it's like I didn't get to, I didn't get to bump into you guys that much. You know, speaking of Vinny, I, I got to do this. Uh, how weird was all that stuff with Vinny and his wife and the, the murder and going to jail? And how, how, how awkward was that? 
Well, in the beginning, the you know the police interviewed me and wanted to know uh, what I do, and I, I didn't really know much at that time. And um, I said, you know, I just can't believe Vinny would do something like this. Um, Vinny and I, I think we're together. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing maybe close to 10 years or something like that. But the, the, the weird part of the, the, about him, now we never, we in 10 years we might have done two social things together. That's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I don't think I don't think Vinny owned the credit card. Anyway, what, um, what happened is that uh, when it happened, uh, I, I got a phone call at home. And it was from, um, I think it was from uh, our news director, uh, Dave, Cohen. Dave Cohen. And he said, he said, do you know where Vinny is? I said, well, I have a pretty good idea what he told me. And he said, well, we have been trying to call him. The police are trying to call him. No one can find him uh, because we need to tell him about his, his wife being shot. I said, all right, I can. I'll find him for you. So I called him, and he, he said, "I said, Vinny, do you know what um, happened with Liz?" Uh, he said, "No." I, he said, "I said, man, she, she she got shot like right in the face." His first question to me was, "Well, is she alive?" And I said, "Well, you know, I thought you asked me." So I said, "Yes, she is." I said, "She's in critical condition." He was in Mississippi. I said. Head to miss, head home, pick me up because I live in Slidell, and I'll go with you to the hospital together. Nah, nah, I don't want to do that right now. I, I, I need to make some phone calls. I'll call you back. What's the Boy, you, 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 are you kidding me? Oh, my no. God. Uh, no, as, he wasn't as guilty. Soon, no, no, yeah. As soon as I told my wife that, she said, he did it. I said, what do you mean? She said, that's not the kind of response you get. So no. as as uh, as time went on, and, and then they found the note. Remember that very yeah. very famous note, and uh, and his his, uh, his take list, on that was that um, it, yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, the, the, the questions that he might have to ask, uh, that they might have to ask him. So um, it went on for a while, and the thing that the time that I realized he was guilty was a buddy of mine was doing some work for Vinny. Now, if you remember on the air, we would kid Vinny a lot about mob connections and stuff like that. Yeah. The Godfather, yeah, we were just playing around. Yeah, you know? he, he was like, but, and I think if you'd listen to him, he kind of relished it, you know? Right, oh, absolutely. So um, my buddy goes over to see him, and he um, quoted Vinny, I guess. A, what kind of work? Uh, handyman work, oh, okay. handyman work. All right, I got you. <clears throat> and um, he said that, he said, Vinny, now I should say that my, my, my friend uh, who was the super handyman, he, uh, he was also had a background in special forces. And uh, he said, he said, Vinny asked me, because he came and saw, he said, Vinny asked me, uh, could, could, could he practice shooting his gun <clears throat> in his house? And then he also asked me, well, when you were in uh, special forces and you had to uh, assassinate someone real close, <laughs> could you use a gun like this with a silencer? And my oh, Vinny cut it out and stuff like that. So he tells me about it. Well, I just Vinny putting you on. <clears throat> and after the thing with uh, after the shooting with uh, with Liz, I had forgotten all about that because we thought it was just fun. Yeah. Well, when um, when they interviewed Harry Lee, and Harry Lee said what kind of gun it was, my buddy called me, and he said, Bob, remember what I told you about about a month a month and a half ago. That's got to be the gun, and my fingerprints are on that gun. 
He said, what do you think we should do? So let me call my attorney. I called him and he said, well, he said, Bob, he said, I don't, I don't know if they could do anything to you. He said, but it'd be a terrible thing on your, uh, uh, on your, on your professional life. If they found out you knew this. So, okay. We, uh, I, I called the, uh, the, the, the DA or he called me and we're talking about everything. And I said, look, I do not want to testify. Please do not put me, oh, you don't have to worry about a thing, man. We'll take care of that. Well, they changed the assistant DAs. Yeah. Excuse me. <clears throat> and he says, we, got, we have to put you on the stand because, you see, you are establishing a connection with Vinny and the gun and the shooting before it actually happened. And if, you, if it's just your buddy, it could be hearsay. Well, so, I mean, wait, 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 wait. How could that be? I mean, you didn't. He asked. He asked your buddy if his if this kind of gun would work. You know, I, I don't understand. But then again, well, what, I they, don't what, what, what they were saying was the fact that since my buddy told me, oh, excuse me, I got sorry. That what um what my buddy told me was well, what the DA told me was the fact that I can establish that this was discussed before the murder. Well, yeah, but your buddy can establish that too because he's the one who went over there and did the did the handyman work and actually handled the pistol and could have told him what kind of gun it was and asked if he could put a silencer on. It's like you know this ain't you ain't James Bond, man. You know, you know what? I'm sorry you had to go through all of that, Bob. I really am, and I'm sorry. Well, Vinny's long gone now, so he died in prison. uh, Yeah, and he couldn't wear his tube. So oh, he hated that. He he told me that. He wouldn't even let his wife see him without the toupee. Yeah, it's like it's like Tammy Faye. You know, Jim Baker <laughs> never saw Tammy Faye without makeup, and Liz never saw Vinny without his tooth. So. so, the thing that my buddy and I were worried about the most. Now, remember, the prosecution had to inform the defense attorney of what we're going to testify. Excuse me, but I don't know what's going on here. You got some kind of cooling in your throat. Yeah. Um, so. Why don't you so, want to take a second and go drink a glass of water? Because I can edit this out. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Take a, take a minute, get a drink of water, and I'll just cut it out. All right, I think that's better. Okay. okay. I lied. I ain't going to cut it out. <laughs> that's all right but the thing that we were worried about was we knew that now the defense knew what we were going to testify to and the reason they needed me to testify because it establishes a fact that two two to three weeks before he tells me about it so it's not like you can it, you know mm-hmm. it, it, it might be it, it might be hearsay from his point but the fact that he brought me and told me about it all these weeks in advance then that made it uh, that made it really really weird and that's the time if you remember this we used to park in the superdome yeah but the superdome was flooded before katrina so i had to park on, on, on a street in darkness and man every night every night when i would leave that station believe me i was looking all around oh yeah i wasn't well believe me i wasn't alone when i walked you know <laughs> to the car <laughs> And I'll tell you the truth, and nobody ever asked me. Well, I Todd knew, but Todd Todd went and testified that he saw Vinny that morning, whatever. I saw Vinny that morning too, and he looked very strange. 
You know, his Our, attitude was very strange. But I was like, he was coming in as I was going out, and, you know, I didn't. And once I found out everything that he was accused of, I'm going, Todd, Todd can testify for me. I ain't going to be there. But so. I had, I really had no choice because they say we need you mm-hmm. because if you, because, because that establishes that he had the gun, that establishes everything uh, way before he said that they said so. Even if we just interview your buddy, um, it's going to be. Yeah. That he would, he would, there's no witness to anything. Anyway, anyway, it wasn't, it wasn't a very pleasant. No, I would imagine not, especially somebody you shared a, a studio with for 10 years. Yeah. I'm running out of time, bad Bob. So let's, let's talk about, man, you got like 30 seconds. Tell me the condition of radio today. It stinks. <laughs> radio today is going to evaporate and everything that's going to be what you're doing. Everything's going to be podcasting. The, the big companies, they don't worry about ratings anymore. They worry about the str- how many people are streaming well, on. But this still, but that's still ratings because I mean they can count the number of clicks that people do. So in a sense, it's still yeah. ratings. And look, I mean on this podcast, I'm on national platforms. I got listeners yeah. who are like yeah. expatriates who's listening to me on WWL. Uh-huh. So they listen to me on this podcast. You know, I'm on. Well, that's I- why. But but you're right. But that's why they are going more toward uh, podcasting because the ratings for the radio stations don't matter anymore. Well, the bottom line for me is though. Down here, especially when you're running from a storm, you need to listen to huh. the radio. And you need to have voices on there that you trust. And I've got to well, tell you true. the truth, I don't trust a damn soul out there anymore. <laughs> there it is. Bad Bob, Robert Mitchell, the real Robert Mitchell, member of the Louisiana Broadcasting Hall of Fame. We should have talked more about that instead of Vinny, but anyway, I'm out of time. Well, i got to go. But I'll have we'll you back on again. again. We can, we can chat right. again. We can chat okay. again. All right. Thanks, Bad Bob. See you later. See you okay, later. Goodbye. All right. Wrapping up the Spudcast right after this. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, Bob Mitchell, the real Robert Mitchell Broadcasting Hall of Fame, joining me on the Spudcast. I do appreciate it. That's that's real-time radio, man. You know. Anyway, thanks for joining me here. You can find this uh, podcast on Red Circle and Spotify and Public Radio and Google Podcasts and Amazon Music and Stitcher and on Twitter at Spud Got That and on my Facebook pages, Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big Teasy. I'm also producing a podcast for uh, Mike Bradner, attorney at law. He'll be on tomorrow night with uh, Mike Bradner. Tell me what you really think. And later on this week, you can hear a leg up with Dr. Randall Julef. In the meantime, though, y'all be safe. I'll see you next week. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.